Hello, everyone. This is Ade. Thank you so much for joining me, and welcome back to Five True Christmas Podcast. Today, I've cooked up a great episode for you. I've got Steffi Predmore of the cooking blog, Steffi Cooks With Me. She's also one of the two voices behind I'd Rather Stay In podcast. She's joining us today to chat about our holiday kitchen time. If you'd like to know how to successfully make Christmas dinner, make sure you're ready to take notes. We also chat a bit about her work with brands and bloggers, product placement, and how to be better than the cooks in our favorite cheesy Christmas movies. I did have a few technical issues on my end while recording this episode, so there are a few glitches here and there. But this episode is so great, and I hope you'll stick around with us to hear all of Sefi's nuggets of wisdom. So, as I mentioned in the intro, today we have a very special guest joining us. Her name is Steffi Predmore, and she is a good friend of mine from college. Steffi works as the Director of Influencer Marketing at Mediavine, and so she knows a lot about this Instagram and marketing world, and I'm sure that'll come up a bit during our conversation. But um, Steffi actually has so many cool things that she does outside of work as well. First of all, has a podcast called I'd Rather Stay In Podcast. It happens to be the first podcast that I actually was ever featured in. So that was exciting um, for me and you should definitely check it out. Um, She and her friend Megan release new episodes every Tuesday and it is a fantastic podcast. But the main reason I have Steffi on today is because Steffi is the uh, owner of a very, very wonderful cooking blog called Steffi Cooks and you should definitely check that out as well. Steffi, the cook. Welcome to Five Street Christmas Podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to chat with you today about cooking and Christmas movies. Is there anything I forgot when I was introducing you? Not Would you really. like to say anything about yourself? No, All right. I think you pretty much covered it. Tell us a little bit about how you started cooking yourself. Um, I heard a little bit in your recent podcast episode that was all about food. Yeah. Um, But share it with the people here on Five Tree Christmas Podcast. So I don't even remember when I started cooking because I was just always in the kitchen with my mama. She was a stay-at-home mom. I'm an only child. And so we spent a lot of time together in the kitchen. And she was always really great about teaching me things without me knowing that's what she was doing Um, Mm -hmm. because she'd be, you know, let's say she was, you know, rolling out a pie crust and she would be talking about how, you know, you have to be kind of gentle with it. You don't want to overwork your pie dough or else it's going to get tough, but that's just like stuff that she would just like talk about sort of out loud. And so I was always just absorbing those things or she'd be, you know, she would say, okay, we're going to add a little bit of salt, but we're going to taste it afterwards because you can always add more, but you can't take away or like something like that. And so I grew up helping her in the kitchen. Um, I remember I was pretty little when she handed me my first paring knife and a zucchini and said, cut this and don't tell your grandmother. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Always the way to do it. Don't tell grandma. Right. Just do this, but don't tell your grandmother. I gave you this knife. Um, and so that was just how I grew up helping her cook dinner and, um, just really working in the kitchen to gather with her. And then when I graduated from college, I was on my own for the first time and 
didn't have a lot going on in the evenings, which is very different from my school experience where I just always had something going on. And I was kind of bored and I was experimenting with a lot of recipes in my kitchen and decided to start my food blog just sort of as a way to document the recipes I was making and share those with friends. And it's been, let's see, this is the end of 2019. So it's been just over eight years that I've been blogging. Um, and uh, yeah, and now my husband, are we that old? We are that old. I know it's really embarrassing. Um, (laughs) and my husband now he actually, um, works in a kitchen. So he's a chef. That's super fun. He was not when we started dating. Um, that Mm -hmm. was a career that he started a couple years after we got together, after we got married and but cooking has always been uh and cooking food together has always been a big driver of our relationship and so food is just a really important part of our lives and so uh, that's really cool and I actually um didn't know much about kind of your background and what brought you to sharing your cooking um until I listened to your episode and heard you talking right now Um, And so this is, that's pretty cool. But I wonder what the process of food blogging has been like for you. Like, how has your relationship to cooking and food um, changed, if at all, since you started blogging? And what have been some of like the high and low moments for you in the process of sharing this uh, thing that you love so much with the world? Yeah, you know, it has been very interesting because I've been doing it for a while. And when I started food blogging in 2011, um, it wasn't really a thing that anyone was doing for a living, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody was really doing it because it was a passion project for them. Um, and it's very different now. A lot of people will start blogs with the intention of growing a full-time income stream. Um, there are yeah. a lot of folks who have grown their blogs and that is their full-time job. There are people who have grown it big enough that their spouses have quit their jobs and they work on the sites together. So, and my blog has certainly never been that size, but a lot of it, you know, I, um, I really have loved the community of people that I've come to know through food blogging. Um, one of my best friends, she was a brat in my wedding through food blogging. And asked me the first time I her in person so it's kind of incredible oh, wow. <laughs> yeah it's kind of incredible like the relationships that I've been able to make because of blogging uh, my last two jobs the job I'm at now and my job previously uh, have come because I have a blog and because of the people that I've gotten to know through that a lot of why Alex and I are together is because I was sharing my food photos on Instagram and he would like comment and I, I did know him. He wasn't just a random creeper, but you know, he would comment. <laughs> we would kind of talk about the food photos together. And so yeah. there's a lot of really wonderful things in my life that have come because I decided to start this passion project. Yeah. Um, about let's see at the towards the end of 2015 or so which is when we had gotten married and we're buying our house it I really was feeling burnt out with it um because I've always had a full-time job I was having to make and photograph everything for the blog on the weekends and it was just really eating up my weekends and I was exhausted so Mm. 
at that point, I just really took a step back from it and went months without, without posting anything on the site. And by doing that, I really just allowed myself to kind of come back to a space where I could fall in love with it again. And awesome. yeah, and you know, I'm not posting super regularly anymore, but I, you know, when I mostly cause life is really busy, but when I have a chance to make a recipe and photograph it and share it, I do it because I want to and not because I feel like I have to to keep up. And that's yeah. brought the joy back for me personally um, because I make enough on my, you know, with my full-time job. I don't need to rely on my blog for a lot of income. Mm-hmm. It brings some fun mm-hmm. side money, but that's, you know, about it. And that's great for me. Um, it just gives me a little chance to have my passion project back instead of worrying like oh my gosh I didn't post today and is my traffic gonna tank and you know all that stuff so it's been a real roller coaster but um I'm so I'm so glad that I did it yeah I I wanted to ask you I want to ask you about something that you said um kind of in the middle there which was two of your jobs have come through this um experience of sharing your food with the world um, and you and the connections you've made through that. Yeah. So um, part of your job, it, well, actually, first, tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. Uh, and, and then we can kind of, I can ask some more targeted questions there. Yeah, sure. So I work for a company called Mediavine. We are an ad management company for bloggers. So if you go to most blogger websites, many blogger websites, you will see display ads. We manage the relationships between the advertisers and then those sites. So we handle everything with the advertisers. We handle all of the code for the ads. All of our, Mm -hmm. all our bloggers really have to do is install a WordPress plugin if they're running on WordPress or a line Mm -hmm. of code if they're not. And then boom, the ads are magically there. We handle all that backend stuff and make it very, very turnkey for the bloggers. So it's really a great passive income for them. Um, Mm -hmm. We also do a lot of education. Yeah. Sometimes it's just talking about, um, you know, how to use Pinterest better or how to better, you know, utilize live videos on social media or whatever it might be. So then my role at the company as director of influencer marketing, we Mm -hmm bloggers that fall within our network. I liaise with brands who want to work with them on sponsored content and make that connection. So I'm talking to brands, I'm figuring out what their marketing needs and goals are. And then I'm making sure that they're getting the right bloggers who are going to be a good fit for their goals, their budget, their timeline, all of that stuff. Um, So sometimes we're building out campaigns that are focused on sponsored blog posts. Sometimes it's social media. Sometimes it's video. There's all sorts of fun stuff that we do. And I love doing it because I, my previous job, I was working at a PR firm and I was running Mm -hmm. our consumer client accounts. So I've been on the brand side, but I also have been on the blogger side. And so I understand what both parties are looking for and need, and I'm able to advocate for both sides. And I just really enjoy doing that. That's amazing. I, I I think your job sounds so cool and it's so <laughs> like, far removed from my world, but also at the same time, it's part of 
the world that I see every day. Yeah. So that's really, it's cool to, to know that that job exists. Yeah. Anyone um, that, that's really like following any influencers on Instagram or Facebook mm-hmm. or any websites, you're probably seeing sponsored content. Hopefully they're just closing it properly so that you know it's sponsored content, but you're probably seeing content that someone in a role similar to mine has had to arrange and, you know, get all those influencers the right um, product that they need and the information they need so that they can make that awesome content that is bringing that product or service to more. Yeah. Uh, so I know this isn't exactly your line of work, sure. but I've been insanely curious, especially this weekend, having watched kind of Night Before Christmas and um, some Hallmark movies with like pretty serious product placement. Yeah. I was wondering what you think, from being from this world, um, this is your working world. What do you think when you see these and what what kind of, what do you see versus kind of the lay person like me? Uh, so what I'm current. Um, there was some of that in what I was doing when I was working in PR and I'm always I see that and I always think gee wonder how much that company paid for that product placement (laughs) because most of the time it's pretty hefty fee I don't know you know and I don't know with some of the like as we call them cheesy Christmas movies I don't know what that how hefty that fee is but if you see product placement in like a, a movie that's in theaters or on a TV show that's on network TV, there's usually a pretty hefty fee associated with that. And that's why a lot of like TV shows will, as they call it, Greek out the, um, the product name, or they'll, you know, have like fake packaging or something because the, the otherwise you have to, there's a lot of permissions and people are like, Oh yes, I got this free publicity and that they didn't really intend to have. And, so that's why a lot of Greeking out of those brandings happens. But when it, there's actual mm-hmm. like really big product placement, I was like, huh, wonder how much they paid for that. I mean, Alexa made a big appearance in the Huge night before Christmas and I was really surprised. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I'm surprised on the IMDB page. It doesn't say <laughs> Elect- Amazon CC. Alexa as herself. <laughs> Jeff Bezos and Alexa. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought that was pretty amazing. Okay. So let's get back to the topic at hand. Sure. Let's talk about cooking. Let's talk about cooking in these movies. That's another part of your world. And there is so much really interesting things. So many really interesting things that happen in the kitchen in these movies. So go ahead. You can go ahead and start. I'll leave this as an open book question. What, what do you think of cooking in these movies? What are they getting right? What are they getting wrong? Um, Go ahead. Anything you want to touch on? Well, you know, usually the timing is horribly wrong. Um, <laughs> for example, I was watching one. I can't even remember which one it was um, the other night. And all of a sudden, like, you're, she's, in the, she's in the kitchen. She's, like, making breakfast. Then mm-hmm. it cuts to another scene that's, like, probably – three hours later I don't know three four hours later and the suddenly the kitchen is full of this like Christmas feast (laughs) and that you saw none nothing of previously and I'm like well that definitely would have taken longer than that Um, yeah so it's one of those things where like 
and like it's supposed to have been that that she was cooking it not like the caterer brought it in so yeah. half the time I'm like yeah no you'd have been slaving in the kitchen for the last two days to make enough food for that party or whatever it is um yeah. so <laughs> most of the time that's what like drives me crazy I also and I know Nicole talks a little bit about this on yeah. the episode you talked to her but like I swear, I don't think anyone who works with Vanessa Hudgens on her movies that she's in, it even knows how to bake because like, <laughs> <laughs> I know that she touched on the, the scene in um, Princess Switch with the cake decorating competition where they're like, yes. I can't puree the berries because the mixer is broken. First of all, who is cake pure- already made, like, girl? Right. The cake is already made. Also, no one purees berries with a KitchenAid stand mixer, y'all. That's just not a thing. Oh, I guess I'll have to puree them by hand. Like, no, 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 no. And then, <laughs> and then in Night Before Christmas, the like they're making all of the bread, which I am. Yeah, like, I, the, I love that to make kneading bread. scene where yes! he teaches her to knead the he's bread a, or the dough. He's horrible. He's a terrible kneader. He's like barely poking it with his fingers. I'm like. That's not how you need. Then they come back. They like leave. They come back. It's, it appeared, at least when I watched it, that the bread dough had just been like sitting on the counter that whole time for like hours. Like, (laughs) no. And then the next day they bake like an entire bakery's worth of bread in a home oven out of what appeared to be three or four batches of dough it was just I had a lot of questions about that and I'm like does no one on these sets actually bake like can you just hire a consultant very quickly it's not hard it's it's not it doesn't seem hard to me so those are the types of things where I'm like what also there was a scene in um Christmas Prince 2 with the horrible new dad but yes new dad is the worst new dad is the worst and he's yapping about like oh you don't have hot dogs here blah 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 and yet then somehow inexplicably in a later scene he has like a foot-long hot dog bun <laughs> like I I, I don't <laughs> I don't think he made the hot dog bun where did the hot dog bun come from where did the foot-long hot dog come from it's just Fair question. a whole lot of questions that I have <laughs> So, I mean, there is a lot of ridiculous. I think, you know, what's really funny is, and this is why it's always fun to talk to an expert, I don't notice half of these things. Right. I notice the kitchen stand mixer being unplugged, right? But I have no idea that berries are not normally right. <laughs> pureed using a KitchenAid. So it's really fun to kind of talk to people who live in that world and, yes. and see what, what stands out to you. I know. Now, what I are some of the things the same, that... I always have the same Go feeling ahead. when the main character is a photographer um, and when we have, you know, our text thread with our friend Kathleen and she yeah. is a photographer and she'll be like, they didn't have a flash on the camera and yet a flash showed when they, yep. you know, so stuff like that, that I don't always notice. And then she'll be like, no. And I'm like, Oh God, now I can't unsee it. Yeah. I mean, I watched a movie recently uh, where it was Marion bright on Hallmark channel, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy's a consultant and I'm like, wow, he is doing this all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the things that he's doing are very unethical. I wish I could get paid for doing everything all wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it must be great. So tell me about some of the things that you think they get right about cooking, whether it's the spirit of cooking or um, like actually the things that they're cooking. 
or even um, about being a digital creator, because that is part of, you know, your world as well. What are some of the things that these movies get right? Yeah, you know, I think that they do get it right, that people really come together around food. And when there is a scene in the movie where everyone is coming together around the holiday table and, you know, dishes are being passed around and everyone is laughing and having a good time, like, that really is the spirit of a holiday meal to me of, you know, you've spent all of this time putting the meal together and then finally getting to just sit down and enjoy it with your loved ones and, you know, seeing the joy on their faces as they, you know, enjoy the food that you've made. Like that I think is what they really do get right about. They might get the details wrong, but the end goal of, sharing a special meal with your loved ones they definitely definitely get right um as for being a digital creator can't say they get a whole lot about that right so (laughs) (laughs) amber's blog christmas prince too is oh yeah real special real special (laughs) amber amber's whole journalism career and blog career is uh is is a noteworthy mishap uh, in the pr- Christmas Prince movie. Yeah, it's a real head scratcher. <laughs> and I can't wait to see Christmas Prince three to see where that goes. Oh, for sure. So before we move on, what I would love to know what are some of your favorite movies that are either all about cooking or that involve cooking? An impactful scene that you remember? Um, anything you got? Um, you know, I do feel like. Um, I feel like any scene, like any movie again that has um, the holiday meals, like a big, like cornerstone. Um, so yeah. not even like cheesy Christmas movies, but like um, Christmas Vacation. Even yeah. though the holiday meal is a disaster, they're still coming around the table and they're still having a good time, and you know sort of tolerating each other and then everything's coming back around like right after the meal like I feel like that I enjoy that a lot um uh, Christmas story is the same like everything revolves around the turkey and then like the turkey is gets eaten by the dogs and Mm -hmm. like you're like oh no it's ruined and then they're still able to go out for Chinese and have a great time like that kind of thing to me is hilarious and also like please don't please never let that happen to me although I will say there was a year um at my grandmother's house where the oven just like sparked out and stopped working halfway through cooking the turkey and we had to like figure out what to do so we actually have had like disaster situations in the middle of like Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner cooking but um again like you figure it out and the fact that you're together is what really matters. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So I am coming up, you know, Thanksgiving is this week that we're recording. It will have already passed by the time everyone's listening to us. Um, But we'll still have Christmas around the corner and I'd like to know how to get it right. Um, So I'd like to know how to get everything out at the same time with, I mean, I'm not going to say as little effort as possible, but, you know, looking good like those girls in the movie. Yes. My, my cooking looks beautiful and appetizing. The turkey is fully cooked, but also crisp. Like, yeah. how do you get it right? What are some tips that you have for us of how to approach cooking this season? Yeah, so my first thing would be to choose dishes that all don't have to go in the oven. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because your oven is going to be like your primary space that and mm-hmm. space is going to be limited unless you're lucky enough to have like a double oven. But even still, like there's definitely going to be some limitations even there. A lot of corn recipes you can do in the crock. Uh, you can do a lot of different like appetizers, like dips in like pot. You could do um, stuff on the stove. So there's a few different you know ways that you can prepare things. Um, yeah, all have to use the oven. Um, the other thing is that your main protein, as like it has to come out of the oven, right? Because you're sitting down to dinner. Actually, you want that done early because you really okay. want to let it, you want to tent it with foil, whether you're making like a prime rib or you're making a, a ham or you're making a turkey, whatever it is, you want mm-hmm. that to have time to rest before you mm-hmm. cut into it. So I always plan for my protein to be out of the oven at least 30 minutes before we're sitting down to dinner. And then I just tent it with foil. It'll stay plenty warm. And mm-hmm. it allows the juices to redistribute before you go cutting into it. Um, mm-hmm. So that helps a lot because that's going to usually be your biggest thing. And then once that's out of the oven, then you can throw things in there. Um, I am kind of fanatical about making a lot of timelines. And mm-hmm. it's very type A slash Enneagram one of me. <laughs> but I just really love my you know holiday meal timelines. But... Um, what do you mean by that? So I write down all of the dishes that I'm going to make. And then I write down how long they need to be in the oven and what temperature it needs to be at. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time, a, most of what you're going to make can be in the oven at around the same temperature. So a lot mm-hmm. of casseroles, it, your, your recipe might say that your green bean casserole, it needs to be cooked at 375 and your um, potatoes need to be baked at 350. You could do both of them at either temperature. It's, it's, it doesn't really matter that much as long as everything's getting cooked through. So I like to write all of that down. And then I say, okay, we want to eat at seven o'clock. And then I work backwards and I say, okay, I, this is going to take 15 minutes and I want to pull, you know, I want to pull my rolls out of the oven right as we're getting ready to sit down. So that's going to be the last thing in. And I mm-hmm. work backwards like that to build out my timeline for the day um, so that I know I have like sort of an hour by hour knowing when things need to kind of go in the oven based on yeah. when we want to sit down to eat and what temperature it all needs to be at. So I'm not trying to do that math that day um, okay. because on the Helpful. day of your, your brain is not really going to be there with you. And so if you try to figure it out as you're going, it's probably going to be a disaster. So I just do it ahead of time. And then I have my little list and I know like, okay, six o'clock, I need to be putting our green bean casserole in the oven or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I'm also I have never on... worked with a cooking timeline, so I will try one it's very this helpful. Christmas. It's very helpful. Might be too late for Thanksgiving, but I'll try one for Christmas. Well, and another thing is just, there's definitely going to be things that you can prep ahead. Like I always prep our green bean casserole the day before and then... Mm-hmm. As I'm getting ready to put it in the oven, I sprinkle it with the um, the crisp, the fried onions so they stay mm-hmm. nice and crispy, um, and then I pop it in the oven. So there's always things that you can make ahead of time. I have a roll recipe that it always goes bonkers on my site um, around this time of year, and they're make-ahead rolls. You make the dough the night before, and it sits mm-hmm. in the refrigerator until you need it, need to pull it out. 
and then you just pull it out, shape them, bake them. And it's one less thing that you have to do that day. And it gives you that opportunity to like not be so crazed the day of. That's really great. That's really helpful. I am going to try my best to keep my head on this Christmas with regards <laughs> to cooking at least. I mean, I'm 38 movies in, so we'll see if I we'll still have my mind. We'll see if you have a brain left. <laughs> <laughs> by the time we get there. So last tip that I really need about, or I guess two, um, first is what are some of your seasonal favorites? Um, I know we talked a lot offline because yes. we're actual friends in real yes. life. And so I know that, you know, turkey isn't your real favorite. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about some of your favorites for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. And what are some of your favorite uh, recipes and flavors that we can check out on your blog and I can link to um, and hopefully point people towards for the season. Yeah. So as you know, we actually don't make turkey for Thanksgiving. We do host Thanksgiving, but we make beef tenderloin um, because by the time people get to our house for Thanksgiving dinner, we have dinner at seven o'clock. A lot of our friends that come over, they've been elsewhere. They've had turkey. They don't want more turkey. So mm-hmm. we have beef tenderloin, which is always a favorite. Um, I have a recipe for pecan raisin pie on my site, which is, was, you know, the pie that my mom always made and everyone always went crazy for. And I've had people who are like, I don't like pecan pie or raisins. And I love this pie. Um, that's sort of the ultimate compliment, right? Um, right. Um, the, there's a recipe for, uh, no need refrigerator rolls are the rolls I was just talking about that are always mm-hmm. a favorite. Um, and then my aunt has a recipe that's also on my site for cranberry chutney. And that's a big family favorite because mm-hmm. you get the tartness from the cranberries and there's a little bit of heat from some jalapenos in there. And it is good on pretty much any protein you want to serve it with. So no matter whether you're doing ham or turkey or beef, the cranberries are awesome. Okay, very good. And speaking of favorites, um, are there any movies that you're really looking out for this year? You know, this is this is what we're all about here at Five Street Christmas. Um, any movies that yeah. have stood out to you as antici- that you're really anticipating, or that you've actually already seen? Because we're kind of super like excited. Yeah, super excited for the uh, the third Christmas Prince, obviously. Yes, I mean, um, we need this baby to be born already. We really do. Um, I was really excited for the night before Christmas and then watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much all there is to say about that one. Um, I had a lot of questions after I watched it. It, it, it was confusing. Um, I am very annoyed that they are making us wait until next year for the second Princess Switch movie like do they not know how this works like we need it now they gave us the wrong Vanessa Hudgens movie they gave us the wrong one it's so mean yeah um and then I also I actually did not know that um Klaus was coming out on Netflix but that one I loved so much and I I did as well I like sobbed through it it was so good it was really sweet, really well done. I think the, the review for both of those is is going to drop today. So amazing! Yeah, I think Klaus is one of them that I will be rewatching yearly. It was so cute. Awesome. Okay, and then 
last question that I have for you, I ask all my guests. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I prepped you. So let's see if you can get it, you know, if you have one ready. What is your Christmas wish, Steffi? Oh, man. Um, Well, my husband and I have been walking an adoption journey for a couple of years now. We've been trying to grow our family for a pretty long time. And I guess my Christmas wish would be that this would be our last Christmas, not as parents. It's just the two of us. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, And we're all wishing along with you. Thank you. Steffi, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here on Five Cheap Christmas. Um, Thank you for all of your support of my Christmas adventures this year. So much fun. Chatting through some of the reviews with me before I post them and all the fun that we have together. And I just wish you a very Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Steffi. Bye. Bye. So that is it for the Christmas cooking episode of Five Tree Christmas Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Steffi Predmore of the cooking blog, Steffi Cooks, and of I'd Rather Stay In Podcast. You can check out all of her content on Instagram, on her podcast, or on her blog. If you'd like to see my movie reviews, you can find them on my Instagram at Five Tree Christmas or on Facebook at Five Tree Christmas as well. You can always feel free to email me any questions or comments at 5 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining me, and here's to the next review.